0: Let's not lie to each other. You're in twerk classes over there. That's, what yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, that's all it is. That's <laughs> The fitness class. Working on
1: them TikTok videos you like so much. Dead face. I'm dead. In- <laughs> it's, it's this. <laughs> oh, this one. It's, like, it's rock, paper, scissors. No, you're jerking off a ghost, idiot. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to the Torium. You know who it is. It's Adam. It's Matt. We're decaying with the boys, and we release on time, unlike Bray Wyatt. So, do you like beer? If you're listening to us, it's pretty safe to say that you do. But do you know where to get your beer gear? Well, First Sit Brew Box is a monthly subscription swag box that brings you some of the coolest gear from shirts to glassware to food to hangover cures and much, much more. Right now, the team over at First Sit Brew Box is working on their first beer fest, Hops with Heroes. So if they hit the Berg in November of 2021, you can stay up to date on that event and get more info on what First Sip has to offer by heading over to firstsipbrewbox.com and just tell them the boys sent you. So Adam, how are you doing, sir? What's up? It's a great holiday today. It is a great holiday. National IPA day. It's the best day. Get in. So if you don't follow us at all and you're new to this whole shebang that we're putting on here you should know that every time we feature beers we're probably throwing in at least one ipa so i think it's pretty safe to say in the JoJatorium, the ipa is our favorite thing to drink yep yeah so absolutely so today is our day to celebrate all things ipa but first adam i have to tell you that i have a new thing that i like to watch on the internet and it might intrigue you so tiktoks all right not that cool not big fan tiktoks however i'm a huge fan of girls that have deadpan face and do the dances Cause it looks like they're dying inside, like they're monetized to do the dance, but it's like they saw a ghost while they're doing it. Like, <laughs>
1: I have a similar career.
0: <laughs> just plug in, tune out, type, type, type. I hit type, type. the
1: keyboard, put dead inside, <laughs> dead on my face, dead inside.
0: I highly recommend that if you just go. Like, if your Instagram, your TikTok, and just start sifting through. Not to creep on women that are dancing, and if they start smiling at the beginning, that's not what I'm talking about. You want to go to the one where they're staring at the camera, and the first move they make, they don't change their face at all. <laughs> and then, from the neck down, full animation. Neck up, dead. It's my favorite new thing to watch. I lose hours. It's like
1: zombie strippers.
0: Yes! There you go. Exactly. So... We need to start cracking into some of these IPAs because Adam went on a road trip for me before I got over here. So, Adam, we have IPAs on National IPA Day. So, tell the people what we're cracking.
1: Yeah. So, first up, a local one here to Pittsburgh. We have the Green Giant from East End Proving. Um, East End is at 147 Julia Street. That's over near Larimer uh, on that side of the city over by the kind of over by the zoo if you're familiar with pittsburgh um and their hours right now are tuesday through friday five to ten uh saturday noon to ten and they're open on sundays now uh noon to six
0: smart move on their part yeah yeah gotta Uh, get
1: some drinks on a sunday
0: absolutely especially around stellar season
1: so yeah let's crack this and i'll tell you a little bit about the beer
0: So, while Adam's pouring that beer, if you want to find out what's going on with East End Brewing, all you have to do is search them out, East End Brewing, on all social media. And their website is also available for review. So, they always have a rotating set of taps, and they usually get some guest breweries to be involved as well. So, if you want to find them out, find out what's going on over there again, it's East End Brewing on all social media.
1: So, the Green Giant is a f- 7.2 single hopped IPA. It's all Citra Hops. Uh, first wort and late edition hopping, keep the bitterness down, but the hop flavor up where it belongs is the description on the website. So let's see how that, uh, plays on our tongues. It, uh, it's a slight, it's not it's a West coast. It's a dark, like a caramely West coast.
0: Say it's got a little bit of a, of a haze color too, but I think it's just me settling down in the glass. The, the aroma is definitely West coast. I'm looking at the intrigue on your face. What do you got?
1: As a that's a citrus boy. It's delicious. I think that bitterness is pretty even throughout. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I've had my fair share of these boys. Yes. Um, it just came. I think it's a seasonal. I think it's only out sometimes, some parts of the year. I was told it was out a few weeks ago, so hmm. I was happy to find some out yeah. on the shelves.
0: I will say right now, uh, I am getting I am getting that nice uh, bit, of, bit of maltiness in there a little bit, too. Nothing too overwhelming, but the hops have that nice bite that you'd like to have all the way through. What a wonderful beer to start off our trip into National IPA Day.
1: Yeah, it's what, 5 o'clock? 6? six That's six, after 6. Yeah, this well, is my first beer of the
0: day. It, some dumbass guy says it's 5 o'clock somewhere. He's an asshole. <laughs> Take our flip-flops and get a job, you hippie. <laughs> so, Adam, with these beers... And National IPA Day kind of feels like a homecoming, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And we actually get an opportunity to review a homecoming because AEW went back to Daly's place last night and they put on a card. (laughs) (laughs) I have been fighting people pretty much all day that are coming out and they're full fanning out saying it was the greatest card that they put on. And I said, oh, you forgot about all the other cards that AEW ever put on, yeah. this card was okay.
1: And maybe all the matches on this card, because there were some excellent ones, but there yes. were some, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, <laughs> there were some times where I was looking <laughs> at what was happening on screen, I was like, hey, did you forget that this is supposed to be your homecoming? Yeah. So, speaking of that, we're looking at the labors of Jericho. So, Chris Jericho is taking on Juventud Guerrera. Yeah, man. Which... We said this on the last episode. We said, dude, the juice looks great. And not going to take that. Yeah, and the juice is loose. And I tell you what, man. When he came out, still looking great. That was not a fabrication on social media. So this singles match, being a labor of Jericho, uh, he has to perform a top rope maneuver in order to secure a pin. So this match could not have started off any slower Clunkier, or I'm gonna say, bonkier.
1: Clunky McChunkers, yeah. Like looked terrible. There was a head scissors hurricaneana, and Jericho <laughs> basically landed slow and flat as fuck, and didn't Ugh. jump at all. So Hoovy just landed right on, back on top of him.
0: My favorite part about that hurricane run too is like it was. It's almost like when you are told things in instructional sequences, like okay, one, do this; two, do that. It was like Hoovy two jumped off, Jericho caught him. Then Hoover 2 did this the thing and, and you see Jericho's like, Oh, I should do a front flip. Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let me take
0: a big inhale before I do. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, Jericho um, just doesn't have the gas tank for this speed of matching. I would say Hoovy was probably a step behind from his prime. Mm-hmm. The problem is Jericho is like three steps yeah. behind. Yeah. And it was blatantly obvious in this match, like there was no hiding it for at least the first half. I would say.
0: Yeah. It was a very slow. You can almost like kind of see that the juice was getting loose. He was, he was kind of stretching it out. And I think that this has been, these matches have been very hard on Chris Jericho. Or this is him selling that, you know, like being exhausted to get mm, the MJF. No, he
1: just is. I mean, you yeah. can write it into the story. <laughs> yeah. It's hiding. A- yeah. Yeah. A, a thing that's clearly there, but uh,
0: <laughs> he looked really slow. He looked real, yeah. yeah, he looked real slow. Yeah.
1: Um, there was a my favorite botch of the match was the top rope to the lion tamer where he fucking face planted and then was like, "No, I, no, I didn't. I did fine.
0: I didn't do yeah, that." Yeah,
1: so he blocked a hurricane, rana off, hurricane rana off the top from Hoovy and like yes. tried to smoothly maneuver it into Walls' jerky yeah. Boston crab finisher and. Right. Now. Bot, can, I, boy. can I tell
0: you where I actually popped right there? I was like, oh, if he can finish it like this, what a cool way to say I went from the top rope. Because everyone's like, oh, the pin, the pin, the pin. And he gets a, a submission win here. But, but there was no coming back. I think at some point, both of their eggs were a little scrambled from coming off the top rope into that move. I give Chris Jericho a lot of credit because Hoovertude, fantastic in this match. He, they're both in their in their fifties, right? I mean, they have to be.
1: I think Kuvy's almost there. Okay, I think Kuvy's like forty
0: eight. Okay, something, yeah. so like no business in the ring right now, none. Both these guys should be kind of hanging out, I, but you could definitely see Guerrero has has the speed advantage on Jericho, but Jericho lands that sweet. Aerial Judas effect off the top rope.
1: I will say that was the sweetest. Part yes, of it looked really good. It yeah. did. It, w- it was a little long on the setup, but mm-hmm. executed perfectly.
0: Yeah, you could see him. He looked like a frog taking air, and he just like his whole body was heaving as he was like going to the top rope. <clears throat> okay, I'm up here. <clears throat> Gotta do his pin. <clears throat> <laughs> he finally jumped off, hits it, Hoobatude. Thank you, Juice, for selling it as well as you did. Uh, took a pin in a wonderful comeback match for you. The, the fans popped the entire time, which is incredible. Yeah, it's what you wanted.
1: Getting through the third. That's the third labor, The right? third. Because, the Ayatollah of Cholesterola. <laughs> third labor.
0: Yeah, because then fucking load comes in, <laughs> into the ring. And then we find out the fourth test of Jericho is Wardlow. So, you had all these cool stipulation matches, and then all of a sudden, it's like, ah, you get to fucking wrestle Wardlow.
1: Yeah, I wish this one, I wish Wardlow was first. Yeah. Although, there's also confusion, because when MJF was talking about it, it sounded like he was going to be the ref. Yeah. And now I saw on the card for next week, he's just going to be at ringside. Eh. So, okay. like, I, I don't know what's going on. And then he's apparently the fifth labor, which kind of, I thought there was going to be one more. Yeah,
0: and then And then MJF, MJF yeah. But,
1: uh. I don't know. Maybe they'll fix it.
0: <laughs> uh, I Maybe it. they'll
1: fix it in Pittsburgh.
0: Uh, well, there's a cool thing to ha- that we got an announcement on for Pittsburgh, yes. and I'm very jealous yes. that you're going to be there for it. We won't blow it yet. Yes. So uh, congratulations to Chris Jericho. You're carrying on with, I believe, to be your farewell. Uh, so you're going to go over to announcement. Because he's going to be the announcer over at Rampage. He oh, sure is. Yeah.
1: Uh, so is somebody else.
0: <laughs> old fat fucking face mask Out McGee. of
1: everybody from Dynamite, I have to get old fuck boy.
0: You, I really. Old lucha w- himself. Why in the hell is Paul White not doing it? I thought that's what you brought he's him on on elevation. They right. brought
1: Henry in for this. Okay. So Henry's there. And there's a fourth guy too, right? Taz? Is Taz there?
0: No, 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 no. It's – oh, God. Um, I'll have to go back and look at this, but I, I think Taz is sticking to more of the in-ring stuff because okay. they're doing that feud with Brian Cage. Okay. So, I can't
1: – There was a fourth guy, and yeah. it wasn't somebody that's on Dynamite.
0: Is so. it Michael Cole? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I believe he's there to push fucking Excalibur off the stage.
0: Yeah. See ya! So, speaking of pushing people over the edge, uh, the – Daniel Garcia 2.0 talked a lot of shit on – AEW before their trios debut, and they specifically called out uh, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, and Darby Allin. So, let me just say this off the rip. This is a great trios match. I thought this was a very, very fun match. It progressed. No storylines. Nope. There was nothing about it. This was a fan service match.
1: It was thrown together after the entrances. I kind of checked out, except for a yeah. couple spots. I'm not very... Uh, I don't have much to say about
0: this one. Okay. So, then I... I'll help you out. Yeah. So... Realistically, what you're looking at here is you're looking at um, – I'm, I'm lovingly call them 2.0 because I'm not going to say the whole damn thing every time. So 2.0 taking on the trio of AEW stars, and the bright spot in this was Eddie Kingston. The way he sold everything in this match, his – the best thing that he did too, he took a, a huge chest chop and didn't move at all. Yeah. Then he laughed threw the dude in the corner, and just went to town. Blistered the fuck out Yeah, I, I did see that part. I mean, I yeah. saw the match. I okay. just don't
1: have anything. I have, like, two parts that were really yeah. outstanding, and they were both – one was towards the end, and okay. one was after the end.
0: So. I just want to know, did you just envision me and you at that one part of the match where Eddie Kingston's laying boots and John Mox on the outside going, you could do it faster, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> I just envision one of us taking one role and the other one taking the other. Like, stop him faster, Adam. Exactly. <laughs> and then Darby Allin does what Darby Allin does. Uh, high flying. He's a he's a gritty dude. He took some shots. Um, but really, this was, this was a fan service match. This really breaks 2.0 into AEW. I think they're going to be in the mix going forward. Plus, you got Rampage really expanding the roster. This is a good way to introduce them. And you're looking at probably one of the best paradigm shifts that John Moxley has ever ever delivered in a match
1: so my favorite part was before that uh and it was darby allen so one of the 2.0 guys i don't know who's who i know the names but i don't know which one it was it was the little bit chubbier one with the bad hair was like fanboying out being in front of sting (laughs) and out of nowhere like the camera angle was perfect out of nowhere Darby Allen does the suicide dive at full speed yeah. and just wipes him out from off camera and like comes through like a Mac truck hitting somebody in a horror movie. Yeah. It was awesome. So that was my favorite part of the match. The paradigm shift was sick. Mm-hmm. Like these guys, if nothing else, could sell like beasts. Yes. So
0: give him a lot of credit on that one. And the outcome, of course, if you're looking at it from a distance, Moxley Kingston, Allen are winning this match. As soon as they come out, you know that's what it is. But again, that's that's Tony Cullen. He's like you know, we're back homecoming. We want to showcase these guys, and there were no storylines for them to be in right now. So they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Go out there and wrestle some new talent coming onto the roster. Right.
1: Which led to my second favorite part of the match. Yes. The aftermatch celebration. Sting gets in between Kingston and Moxley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Kingston is grinning like a kid at his first time at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Like, can't even hide it. And Moxley was even smiling a little bit, like, couldn't completely no sell the happiness yeah but kingston's smile had me cracking up
0: are you missing the best part of this huge smile on his face turns to the hard camera and goes it's fucking sting <laughs> 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 He's pointing. The, this fucking sting
1: <laughs> he is
0: my dude uh yeah it's I, the same
1: thing i would do if i met eddie kingston <laughs> yeah absolutely it's i i which, if you don't think I'm trolling Pitt campus all week oh, waiting yeah. for these guys to get in, <laughs> grab a beer with them, like you're wrong. Hell yeah, Spend dude! A lot of money this week.
0: I tell you what, man, John Moxley coming over. Everyone was kind of like, eh, "WWE guy coming over to AEW." I thought he did a great job in his introduction, and now I have fallen in love with that the Moxley Kingston relationship because you you. I know it's kayfabe. I know it's kayfabe, but they're they're actually friends outside of this, but. They have that kayfabe. We don't give a shit attitude. That reminds me of like a better version of DX. They're just like yes. we're gonna we're gonna come out. We're gonna stop shoving people. We're not intimidated by you. We'll take on anybody. We'll wrestle for titles on the first night, and then we'll wrestle upcoming talent on the second night. I mean, it's we'll do whatever we want to do. It's the it.
1: do whatever we want to do attitude of DX without all the dick jokes of DX. Like it's, it's absolutely very, <laughs> very nice. It, I like it, especially as a now mid thirties guy. I, yes. Appreciate the less dick jokes from forty-year-old yeah.
0: men. Well, just a hint too. The episode we're dropping after this one, we have to reference a lot of penises, so we want to make it known now <laughs> we are mature enough to make tasteful dick jokes.
1: <laughs> Something from some things from the late '90s did not age
0: well. No, not at all aged like fucking milk in a summer. But I sun. guess I'll
1: say it here, since since I'm going, they're coming to Pittsburgh yeah. next week. Wednesday, I'm going to see a bluegrass concert. Billy Strings at Stage AE. Which person that will not, which wrestler that's not booked for Dynamite might show up to a bluegrass concert? You think Eddie Kingston's like a closeted bluegrass fan? Mm -hmm. He wears a lot of DMX shirts. I'm
0: going to say right now, there's no way you're going to see Eddie Kingston at at that concert, man.
1: Eddie Kingston, I know you'll never listen to this episode, but if you are, Wednesday, if you're not booked on Dynamite, I'll buy you some shots. Yeah. I'll buy you all the shots.
0: Dude, I wonder, I wonder. I think Sting would show up to something like that.
1: Yeah, but he's going to be booked. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I don't know, man. Cause will be there with Darby. I don't know if Alan really has a storyline coming up. I mean, he's kind of like in limbo right now with the Ethan Page stuff. Uh,
1: yeah, I think that got put to
0: rest. Yeah, with that, that big old coffin drop. Well,
1: Yeah, I didn't mean to get too much on a sidetrack. No,
0: there, but... uh, if you ran to Eddie Kingston at that concert, I would be super jealous for sure. Uh, so moving into the next match here, we have Christian Cage with a side cart of Jungle Boy and The Blade with a side cart of Matt Hardy. This is a singles match that kind of came to fruition after the end of Fighter Fest Night Two, where The Blade KO'd Christian Cage with a, uh, a brass knuckle beatdown. Um, it was a match.
1: It was. It was a match. Yeah. It was. It, and it was a solid match. Mm-hmm. It just didn't seem to have stakes. And then as you. Get towards the end of the match, and you listen to the commentary of the match. It was all kind of just a vehicle to get Christian Cage into the title picture. Yeah, so it's he's, he's undefeated. I think he's now six and zero or seven and zero. Yeah, uh, looks like he's going to be taking on Kenny Omega in <sighs> the uh, in the what what we all hoped was going to be the Adam Page yes. spot.
0: It it was sad, uh, yeah, because you could definitely tell uh, that's the one thing that AEW doesn't do a very good job of, and they're not like subtle about things. It, it's it's like yeah, Christian Cage, he's undefeated. Oh man, wouldn't he look great with a title around his waist? Blah, 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 and- yeah, I
1: mean they they do it and it's not subtle, but they still don't treat their fans like idiots with that commentary true. like WWE does. So yeah. I, I do appreciate that. Like you do have to get the story line out there for people who aren't watching every week, so I kind of understand it. It is annoying for people that do watch every week, but I get it from a new eyes on it point of view. Yeah. But
0: for sure. I it was one, a little transparent. It was. But I want to say one thing because here, here's the thing Christian Cage is going to win this match no matter what. But I want to throw this out there right now. And I want to say that if I had to pick an MVP right now of like the mid card who's like really holding it down, I'd vote do for the Blade right now. That dude's wrestling anybody and he puts on a very, very solid show he's, every time. He's very solid, yeah.
1: not botchy, does some incredible power moves, looks looks awesome. Looks like a freaking killer. Yeah.
0: Uh, he's, he's doing what he needs to do uh, right now because his partner, of course, our friend Andy Williams, who's over touring with Every Time I Die in the UK and over in Europe. So whenever they reunite, that's going to be a really cool match when they come back together. Um, so at this point, we had uh, a number one contenders match for the NWA World uh, Women's Championship Go on for the, yeah, number one contender for that that belt. There, the winner of this will face Camille at the NWA Empower card, which is sold out. Awesome. All tickets sold. This is a women's only pay per view through NWA, and I just read this morning the whole thing sold out.
1: Where are they? Do you, did you see where they were doing? it? I didn't. I, I forget what part of the country. I know we announced when they first announced yeah. it. We talked about it, but
0: I want to feel like Mickey James talked about like Memphis or something like that. that I was
1: thinking Atlanta, like yeah. somewhere in Georgia. So, like probably that. somewhere in there. Yeah. Or maybe like St. So, yeah, like mm-hmm. I think South, Midwest, somewhere in there. Yeah,
0: kind of go back to the roots of it. Yeah. yeah, very cool. So this is where you see the Bunny take on Layla Hirsch. And you know from prior episodes that Layla Hirsch is one of my favorite up-and-coming female wrestlers. And the Bunny is one of mine. Yes.
1: But not particularly for her in-ring
0: work. No, no. <laughs> she, she's a solid...
1: I like when she's, not to be misogynistic, but I like when she's next to the blade and managing the blade and yeah. everything she does in that role. Mm-hmm. Her in-ring is still very green.
0: It's green. green. Yeah. It's green. Yeah. She's figuring it out. I thought she, this is sound, Is I, I also know this is gay, Fabe, but I thought she wrestled better when she was in the Nightmare family. I felt like she was putting on better in-ring performances because she was more uh, consistent with in-ring stuff. I,
1: I think then though she was just more protected. I, I cuz I think she was in a lot of tag matches then. Yeah, with Brandy. Yeah.
0: So Yeah, and it's a, un, like down low Her Brandy's character a great was, wrestler. Her
1: in-ring character then was definitely great. Really, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Definitely. Um she, I read an article too, where she like pulled from some like horror movies and stuff whenever she was creating her character, which you can clearly see. Yes. I mean, it's great. So, this match, um this is actually kind of a toss up cuz honestly, either one of these women could have won this match. Um, Because they're both kind of getting the same kind of push. Layla Layla Hirsch was off camera for a while, and then the Bunny's been kind of coming back in slow doses. I
1: Um, agree from a neutral standpoint, but for me, I wanted Layla Hirsch
0: to win this. Yeah, for
1: sure, because I want to see her go for that
0: belt. Yes, absolutely, and also too, um, if you're not familiar with what Camille looks like, let me just tell you right now: Layla Hirsch looked like a toddler standing next to Camille after she won this match. Yeah,
1: she's very China esque. She's uh, tall. She's uh, big. Michelle. In, yeah, in NXT, yeah, I would very see, much yeah. like that height, that build.
0: Yeah, um, just, just like you can definitely tell that she's a very, very powerful yeah. woman. Yeah, and
1: she's yeah. her character's really good. She's a little clunky in the ring from what I've seen. Yeah, but just an imposing figure.
0: Absolutely, I think that's definitely like that whole strength and power kind of makes up for my. Lack of skill kind of thing. Yeah, it's very
1: much yeah. it's very much the early ninety early to mid nineties diesel push.
0: I was where all, they put I the was on <laughs> him, yeah. Just because he was huge, yeah.
1: but he sucked in the ring. She's better than that.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Um so I put on his leather yeah. glove and I just yeah. take titles. <laughs> 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 yeah, so Spoiler alert, Layla Hirsch wins this match. It's a solid match. Both women put on a great match here, and Layla Hirsch really displays her groundwork. She is a great shoot wrestler. She was an Olympic wrestler, wasn't she? Or something like that.
1: Mm, At least an Olympic had a of yeah. hopes at some point.
0: Yeah. I mean, sure. you can definitely tell. Like right. she has the mechanics of it. She did a really great job here. And the bunny does a great job at selling a lot of that work. Yeah, there
1: was only one really rough botch which they covered pretty well when yeah. Layla Hurst tried to do a springboard moonsault and was just a mile off. But yeah. the uh, bunny didn't sell it. So yeah. it was like it just looked like she missed it, which was great. Good job on that a part. Good, yeah. Really good cover up. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I tell you what, man, I would love to see that the springboard moonsaults just go away. I, how many do you really see the connect and look really good?
1: Uh, everybody can stop doing them except Ray Phoenix.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everybody stop. Ray Phoenix has the copyright.
1: Jericho can definitely stop doing the Lion Not to hype on the Ayatollah of Cholesterola anymore than I have, <laughs> but it, he just smashes his forehead in the yeah. ground most of the time now.
0: it's like he, I can't get all the way over. <laughs> so, a surprisingly fantastic match here after... The, I know. Well, there- do you
1: want to t- do you want to talk about uh, Miss DMD? Yes, in I'm yeah. so
0: sorry, Adam. Because I know you're very. excited. Please,
1: I don't know where the interview happened. It was either before that women's match or right here somewhere in I this. I was
0: after this part of the show. Yeah.
1: Oh, possibly. You know what? You're possibly after the right.
0: women's match. Yeah. So.
1: So uh, yeah, Britt Baker DMD comes out with Reba not Rebel, Rebel not Reba, uh, with that
0: eternal crutch. Yeah. Is she ever? Well,
1: she did pop her kneecap this time. Like this, yeah, is, this is now legit it's legit. <laughs> Just to come out and talk to Uncle Tony to get a little update and to kind of promote her being in Pittsburgh next week uh, in front of the hometown crowd and um, some music hits. And I'm not familiar with a lot of the wrestlers' music in mm-hmm.
0: well <laughs> in AEW. Yeah,
1: so I got really excited because I thought it was Ruby Soho coming out to challenge oh, in that was Pittsburgh really and I was cool. like and it was Red Velvet which yeah awesome great in ring wrestler yeah. probably like very good for mm. this role
0: Can I tell you real quick though save your butt here because Red Velvet has changed her music twice Okay yeah. thank you so it's very easy to not know what the fuck she's coming out to Also Why'd they abandon her entry? Straight from your mama's kitchen. They stopped doing that. I think they'll do it when she comes out for a I hope match. so. I love that shit. So, uh, long story
1: short, they go back and forth a little bit, saying they're not the same wrestlers they were back in the day, because I think Red Velvet pinned Britt at some no, point. when no, no, no. She was a face. Or the other, other way. Guy, so, wrong. Britt Baker okay.
0: defeated Red Velvet in three minutes oh, on well, a dark match. There we go. Flattened her. Yeah.
1: So this match got announced, the only match announced so far for Rampage, Friday night here in Pittsburgh, the first Rampage ever. Yes. Um, it, I believe it'll be a showcase for Brit, but a very solid match. And then I hope Ruby Soho runs out.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> Maybe she'll premiere in Pittsburgh. I don't know. They got to they gotta have something big for the first episode. Yeah. But uh, who, who knows what it'll be. Um, yeah. yeah. So there's, there's, our, there's our match for... Oh, and then after the promo uh Reba not rebel jumps her with the crutch Red mm. beats down red velvet and
0: it's great it's commercial break perfect spot for spot heel baby face promo and uncle tony just like slowly gets out of mm-hmm. the way it's like oh maybe this is gonna happen or maybe it won't <laughs> like and it definitely does but the relationship between Britt baker and tony Schiavone. It's so odd to me.
1: <laughs> oh, it's one of my favorite things to watch, to be
0: honest. It's like watching your uncle. It's like watching your uncle at the family reunion talk to that one, like, the one cousin of yours. And like, hey, so you're really growing up right now. <laughs> you're making it way creepier than it is. I well, think what else do you think I it think is? I think it's
1: very heartfelt and open. yeah, and nice.
0: <laughs> He's trying to hold her hand. <laughs> <I> mean,
1: Chavonis. <laughs>
0: so. We move on to uh, a very surprisingly good match here.
1: My second favorite match.
0: Yes. Miro, the TNT champion, putting it on the line against big shoddy Lee Johnson with a side card of Dustin Rhodes, which, and I die on this hill every time, Dustin Rhodes is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I love him. I love him. I love him. So seeing any time he gets to come out and be a part of anything makes me happy because... It's like five decades of wrestling or some shit like that. He's been doing it forever. But off the rip, everyone has been very critical of Miro because he's been so stiff. He's been non-selling. He has been very difficult to work with in the ring. And Lee Johnson has been uh, heralded as too green, can't carry a match, can't have a comeback, don't don't see a title picture. Yeah. Yeah. This whole match... Shot both of those ideas out of the water.
1: See, but I'm okay with those Miro generalizations. Oh, Lee, like this match? Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: yeah. Uh, But I think for him, the biggest thing that he was the critical nature of his ability to sell and allow his opponent to get offense in was gone. Lee Johnson had a wonderful percentage of offense in this match. Yes. And I feel that you knew Lee Johnson was losing. Right, But Lee Johnson got to showcase on this match. Even in a loss, he showcased.
1: Yeah, going into the match, I thought at best this was going to be a showcase, if not a complete just annihilation squash. by mirror, A complete yeah. squash match. Thank you. I completely forgot that word um, of Lee Johnson. And Lee Johnson had a great, like you said, a great amount of the offense. Had a false finish that looked real close. Really good. Um, got me invested in the match when I was not paying attention at the beginning of the match. Uh yeah. Very solid. I yeah. think Lee Johnson should get a push yes. from here. Yeah. I don't know to where, maybe against Ricky Starks for that F T W title. Those are two Definitely like nice. smaller guys. Yeah. They have a very similar style. I think that'd be a great match after yeah. Ricky gets done with Brian Cage.
0: Yes. And that's and that Ricky Starks should, you know, so, like the breakaway from this Ricky Starks should get the push over Brian Cage. Brian Cage right. should spend some time doing something else away from Team Taz. But I think Ricky, it's time for Ricky Starks to get elevated. Um, but I, the thing that I love most about this match is that Miro, you could see him progress through, like, okay, I'm going to strike him. I'm going to strike him, strike him, kicks, punches. And then that stopped working. He's like, I'm going to out-wrestle him. And that stopped working. And he's like, oh, desperation mode. Got to put him in my submission and threw it in. And, ma- and he just makes that thing look brutal. Puts oh, yeah. a leg locks in and everything. And it looks great. Lee Johnson, huge sell. Lost that match like a fucking champ. I mean, you you saw two guys go in there and both of them came out winners. I mean, it was a great match. Uh, it's my match of the night. I'll say that off the rip. It's my match of the night. Number two for me, but Yeah. So, and I know you're <laughs> Followed number, <by> number one. <laughs> number one. And we're going to talk about oh, it right. Oh, another now. thing about yeah.
1: that that t- that new TNT championship belt looks yes. phenomenal. I love it. I think that's the first time I've seen it like in a match yeah. like i saw it in the promos leading up but that's it's, it's cool, cool man belt. for yeah. putting green on a belt which is not a color i would yeah. usually put on it it looks good looks, it looks
0: really real good. good yeah it's that bulgarian uh influence there it looks great, great man yeah uh so i believe this is your match of the night if, yep. if i could say it. uh so cody rhodes with a side card of Arn anderson
1: mm-hmm. he ended up coming out with dustin
0: oh that's right i'm so sorry they're,
1: they're still having orange sell that uh, the injury. So that black mask, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is smart. Yeah. And he comes out against Malachi Black, aka Tommy End, formerly known as Aleister Black. Uh, whoever, you know, Excalibur wants to say he is for this one. But Malachi Black and Cody Rhodes both had great entrances. Yeah. It really set up what this match is. It's supposed to be the good guy versus the bad guy. Quintessential white force against the black mass that
1: that malachi black entrance music so cool. and the the headwear he yeah. had on the mask and the headwear was yeah. sick
0: was that um i'm gonna say this, the demon's name so wrong was it a playoff Bathamus? i'm saying that Bathemut? wrong Bathemut, no. nah.
1: it's a different demon it looked like the monster from the ritual i don't know if you've ever seen yeah oh yeah like that, Love piece, that movie. yeah it looked yeah. a lot like It does. yeah creature.
0: okay Thank you. That, what, but yeah. I'm sure it's Boom. some
1: sort of uh, Norse demon oh, yeah. or something. You know, he's very big into... The
0: Dutch Destroyer. Yeah.
1: yeah. Into that. And yeah, it was a uh, like some Norwegian goth black metal music. It was
0: perfect. Sick. So cool. Um, again, this is what you get when you take the lid off an artist. Malachi Black, Tommy N, whatever you want to call him. Whatever. Fuck you, Excalibur. This is what happens when you take the lid off of an artist and you say... Do whatever you want to do to stay close to your character, and he's like, mm, Gotcha. Comes out, sets a tone, puts chills up and down my arms, and then the match was great.
1: My favorite part of the match was at the beginning because, yeah. uh, as Cody's coming out, uh, Malachi Black's just like sitting in the corner, uh, just very stoic and not, doesn't look like he's really paying attention to anything, just looking straight ahead. And as soon as Excalibur says, Malachi Black hasn't moved since. And as he's saying it, he stands up and starts. <laughs> he's like, Well, till, 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 till right now. I'm like, Yeah, shut up, idiot. Great color commentary. Yeah.
0: Get a bigger mask.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe cut those eye holes a little bigger, moron. Yeah,
0: I think all the blood flow to your brain's being choked off I of can't how wait to tight my, those I'm strings a are. Big hug next yeah, big a good hug. Old firm handshake. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you were saying, great
1: match. Um, not a squash. No. Um, By any means, a lot of 50-50 quick match. I think it only went, like, 10 minutes. It was very quick, yes. Um, But, yeah, very 50-50 in the beginning, kind of striking back and forth. Mm -hmm. But in the striking back and forth, Malachi Black definitely focused on the leg of Cody Rhodes. Yeah, that that inside leg kick kick
0: was awesome.
1: And kind of gave him the advantage. He had that deep single crab, too, where he, like, held him around the thigh instead of the ankle. It was really nicely done. Um, Then... Cody climbs the rope yep. looking for something. Yeah. Um, and he gets kicked. His one foot was on the top rope. His other foot was on the second rope. Gets kicked off the ropes into the timekeeper's table. Boosh. Just an Wonderful. explosion.
0: Yeah. I thought he was coming up bleeding, by the way. I was like, here it comes. Here comes the gusher. And he didn't do yeah. it.
1: Other than the, the like, legit cut he had on the bridge of his nose yeah. from a strike early on. Like, yeah, yeah. No no real blood.
0: No real blood. And that's, like, you know, because, you know, Cody Rhodes is known as a habitual cutter. Uh, The my favorite part of this whole match was the end of it. Yeah, that black mass, Cody Rhodes selling it, and Malachi Black throwing it. So yeah, there was there
1: was still a good seven minutes left on the TV. So it was like, okay, this is going to go seven more minutes. Right. Cody just beats the ten count from that table spot. Yes. Just just beats it. Takes thirty seconds to climb up the rope. Turns around. (laughs) Boom, right into the Black Mass. Like, the best one I've seen, except maybe that horn one. I still the, love the Arne Yes.
0: It's amazing how it, it's Arn Anderson and Cody Rhodes selling the two best Black Masses ever. And then the
1: <laughs> sickest part of the end, even better than the kick, is he just pins him with a foot on yep, his chest. Just, Not even, yep. no flex, no nothing, just stands
0: there. Yep, no dominant. respect, no respect.
1: And the crowd
0: flipped out. Oh, yeah. And then we moved on to, we don't know. It sounds like Cody Rhodes was giving his send-off. Yep. He started to unbuckle his boots, took one of them off, and then Malachi Black said, <laughs> you ain't going nowhere, bitch. Hit him with a child's crutch. It was a very
1: <laughs> tiny crutch. Was that just in case Layla Hirsch got injured? Like, so.
0: <laughs> Let me keep it by the ring in case Layla breaks her Lakers on. We got to leave it right there. This this crutch, it was funny, too, because was like kept trying to give it to Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes is looking at it like no one's going to believe that I I use this. So he puts it over ominously in, the, <laughs> in corner. the corner, and that's the exact weapon that Malachi Black used to smash over the back of Cody Rhodes, effectively stopping his retirement speech.
1: Yeah. And they took his boot that he yep. took off, and he was going to leave his boots in the middle of the ring. And yes,
0: and, and if you don't, and if you're if you listen to us, and you don't know what wrestling the wrestling scheme or whatever. When a wrestler decides that they're done. That it's customary that they leave their boots in the ring and walk out. Therefore, to leave your your legacy behind because your legacy is your boots. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, man, it would be. I was thinking it's gonna be crazy to watch Cody Rhodes just not wrestle anymore because all and he was saying things that people were saying before too, like I've been the face of the company, I've been doing this. You guys are getting sick of me. I'm on everything, and then yeah, no, you got one more match with Malachi Black.
1: Well, I don't even know if it's going to be one more match. I think this might be his write-off till, I mean, his wife's pregnant. Maybe yeah. the kid comes and, like, takes a couple months off and then comes right. back for their... I would like for him to be written off TV from here until the big one in the spring. Oh, double or full, nothing, double open, or f- Whatever. Full.
0: whatever. It's not full gear. No, full gear's coming up. It's double or nothing. Yeah. Double or nothing, yeah. Yeah, so... so almost, yeah.
1: I mean, if they end up fighting at the pay-per-view, fine, write them off there. Yeah but then get him off TV for right 5 months like. and,
0: and then let Malachi Black really start taking over right. parts of this card. Yeah. Uh honestly, man, I'm giving this whole entire card overall like a B minus. There were enough blind spots here where you know, I really kind of lost my attention a little bit. I had to go back and watch some highlights, but I think they ended the card solid with the miro johnson and cody rhodes malachi black matches really brought it back so i say b minus to be fair that's
1: exactly what i'd grade it to yeah yeah Yeah, i totally agree um can't wait for malachi black to like start beating up some other people yes want him to put freaking dino douche down what's his name
0: Uh, (laughs) Luchasaurus. luchasaurus yeah uh black mask to tail whip that's they, they kind of have the same.
1: No, they don't have the same. They both throw a kick. One yeah. throws it at full speed and connects, the other one throws it in slow motion and misses by three fucking feet.
0: I love Sword. Okay, no, I don't want to get into debate with you. It's fine. It's cool. I like to see it happen too. Yeah, li-
1: <laughs> yeah you would. And then, and then Luchasaurus goes extinct from that from the black mask kick. And, <laughs> and he comes he back with the tar pits. With a, just a totally new move set. I don't even care if he changes his character. Wouldn't That's it be cool if
0: they called him Isaac Yankum DDS, like bought that copyright and brought him back just to do they that? They already have a dentist,
1: though, and yeah. she's really good. Yeah, so.
0: she's fantastic. So, for Buckle to Bell, the boys bring you the best wrestling news in the business. So, of course, you knew we were going to talk about it. Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Lawrence Rotunda, is released from WWE with literally no notice. This was more than unexpected. Wyatt was critically a top draw, high merch push, and the most requested wrestler in the WWE universe. So, we have a lot of rumors here, Adam. There's the mental and physical health thing, the budget cuts, and a strained relationship with Vince McMahon. Um, I think it's the last one.
1: I agree. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's no way... Uh, you, you could tell that he was getting frustrated with uh, his character being misused. And he, in the back, everyone would say he's very humble. He wasn't allowing it to like take him over. And I think you start to compile the losses uh, leading up to that loss at WrestleMania and then holding him off TV for as long as you do. I mean, what, what are you supposed to do as one of the most creative people in a company when your boss no longer believes in you? You know, so, uh, good old Mickey James took to Twitter to accurately bash the world wrestling entertainment company. She tweeted, I think what you mean to say was, thank you so much for coming up with such an incredible gimmick time and time again, one so cool and over, we really don't know how to book it. Right. So we just gave it to someone else so we can all, we we can still make all the money off of it and let you go. Her follow-up tweet. This isn't against Alexa. I love her. She's an incredible performer who is killing it in a role she was given. She always does. We as artists take every role we're given and turn it into gold. He, she, they both did that. Like it or not, facts are facts. So sorry if that offends you. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah. that's exa- <laughs> And that's what everyone was saying. And I'm glad that someone of James's ilk put it out there because that's exactly what happened here. You saw Bray Wyatt's genius come to the screen and they said, mm, we don't really like you doing it. So let's figure out a way to get this shifted over to somebody else. And they did. And now Alexa Bliss's character is left without an anchor. That was always the buildup to when he came back to reclaim what was his or to take this on or reunify or whatever, whatever it is. But, of course, like wrestling fans are, fickle as they can be, they started to blame Alexa, Alexa Bliss for Bray Wyatt's release. Um, people don't understand that, yes, while this is Bray Wyatt's uh, character in The Fiend, you know, creative does have a hand in writing in other things here. And Alexa Bliss was someone who was proposed to Bray Wyatt. Uh, and he said it's would be a good idea to change a baby face into my protege. Um, so... She did tweet out a very heartfelt feeling for uh, her released superstar and close friend. And fans started to rip her apart. Um, As a result, Bliss had to shut down her Twitter, her Instagram, and all of her other social media because the hatred was completely toxic. She's still offline right now as we're recording this at 6.37. Just
1: ridiculous Marky fan yeah <laughs> there's nothing i can say yeah. like it's no fault of her own at all like you said it's a character that was proposed to her sounded like a good idea was red hot for a few weeks um you gotta you gotta grab the ball and run with it yeah. like it's not her fault
0: and you're 100 right when you say a few weeks yeah they just ran it into the ground in
1: weeks was, it was like they were, were in a hurry to yeah. do it
0: Better fuck him over real quick here. So, all right. Tiger, go take a lap real quick. Um, I'm going to get a pack of cigarettes. I'm never coming sell, back. Sell, sell, sell. <laughs> yeah. Sell, sell, sell. Ah. So, on to more happy news, hopefully. Adam Cole is set to become the next hottest free agent, baby. So, Cole's contract was rumored to have expired uh, before SummerSlam. But we actually found out it ran out. It's going to run out after SummerSlam. So, Cole is reportedly giving uh, WWE a significant amount of a heads-up so they can work on a contract. It's already rumored that this contract's in its final stages before being presented to Cole and his marketing team. Now, understand this is only coming from an unknown person of influence, so hopefully Cole either gets a significant payday through WWE or he finds himself a new home where he can be paid well but also be super creative.
1: I also heard, again, completely rumor mill. So all alleged that he already signed an extension. Okay, like his contract was up a few months ago, and when he signed that ex- extension, the no compete compete clause was waived.
0: Oh, but that I mean that Ooh. sounds almost too good to be true. Yeah, that we'll see. Because just seeing him appear it all out would, right. <laughs> would be ridiculous, and and that's just like us, like fantasy hoping that that happens. Um. We wish Adam Cole the best. He's one of our favorite wrestlers here in the Jojitorium. And again, either get paid out the nose or find yourself a new creative home. I'd love to see you next to your girlfriend. Just throwing it out there. So, Braun Strowman is scheduled to make his first post-WWE appearance. Is he going
1: to be a train conductor?
0: (laughs) Yep. Choo-choo, motherfucker. Because this big train's coming into the QPW station for Super Slam 3. That's according to Lucha Libre Online Michael Morales-Torres. Uh, it's noted that the negotiations were headed direct uh, were headed directly by uh, QPW's president Ali uh, Ali Al Marafi, and the official contract between both parties uh, will be signed in September. Um, so mm. this event's going to take place next year on February 26th at the uh, Lucille Sports Arena in Do. Uh, I'm gonna I'm terrible I'm gonna guess Doha Doha Qatar. Also set to uh, appear. Uh, some of the superstars of note are Bret Hart, Booker T, Sting, Eric Bischoff, John Moxley, The Nation of Domination that includes Mark Henry, fucking Ron Simmons, and the Godfather, and there's many more that are going to be announced. I
1: hope so because you got two people on this card that can take a bump right
0: now. That's it. <laughs> um, what's funny? Well, maybe three. I forgot. Yeah. Mark
1: Henry can do two. Yeah. Yes, he
0: can. So, what's funny here? Ron Simmons can still wrestle. <laughs> I don't know. He's not going to be able. to. What's funny here is that if you look at this, uh, was it Sting, John Moxley, Mark Henry? Um, those guys are signed by AEW, but they're free to go wrestle for QPW. Uh, so, hey, anybody out there that wants a job and you want to go do other jobs while you have a job? sign with AEW.
1: Yeah, so I guess it's not off the table that uh, good old Braun Strowman might end up there.
0: Yeah. Although I, I
1: saw he had career aspirations to be a motivational speaker, which... Hopefully, he has a backup plan.
0: Well, if you want to be successful, all you got to do is look your pet opponent in the eye and say, uh, come get these hands.
1: I got paid a million dollars for a couple of years. All you got to do, kids, is be six foot
0: nine. <laughs> six foot nine, 415 pounds, and be able to lift a fucking house. Not
1: taken, I mean, not completely taken away from him because he was in great shape, but. That, that height had yeah. something to do
0: with it, too. You don't teach that. I mean, he had he had lackluster promo skills. He was okay in the ring if he was wrestling someone of equal size. But as soon as he had to work with a smaller, quicker opponent, he was exposed. I mean, I don't know. It, it, wherever he lands, I hope that he makes the best of it, and I hope he does well. But this is one of the free agents I'm saying. I don't really want to see him land in AEW because I don't think there's a place for him right now. Right. Yeah. Lance Archer for life, motherfucker. (laughs) So. Uh,
1: Real quick. Yeah. Two last pieces of news. Sure. uh, Kind of on the sad side of the news. Okay. Lost two wrestlers this week. Uh, The masked assassin, Jody Hamilton, passed away at 82. So a very classic wrestler. Really great uh, stick man way back in the day. I've seen a ton because it was before my time. Yeah. Um, but a good dude. And then beautiful Bobby Eaton, I think, just passed away this yeah. morning. So uh two guys yeah. rest in power. Um bit bad bad week for wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of lot of down news this week. Yes.
0: Uh they're throwing suplexes on Jesus Christ as we speak. <laughs> 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 and beautiful Bobby just gouging his eyes out too. <laughs> so Adam. Let's play a quick little bit of fantasy booking here because we do have some people out there, Bray Wyatt and Adam Cole, hopefully Adam Cole, that get to go out and play in other promotions. Well, Bray Wyatt for sure, uh, Mr. Rotunda. So, Adam, I want to know, who do you think Rotunda's new character is going to be, his first feud, and in what promotion is he going to be choosing?
1: You ready ready to be mad at me? I am. I'm going to be very cold and blunt about this. Okay. Don't care if I ever see him in the ring again. Okay. Don't care what program he goes into, whatever. However, I would like to see him on the stick. I would like to see him as a manager or as a leader of a faction. Yep. Given that, the only place doing factions really well right now is AEW. Yep. I know they're pretty heavy. Uh, Cody Rhodes said in an interview this week they don't really know if they have any room for him. Could just be the carnival barker and throwing us off the scent, but yeah. whatever. Um, so it's blatantly obvious that I would love for him to be a cult leader, a darker cult leader yeah. than he was with the Wyatt family. Maybe take that new uh, the Dark Order over again and uh, make them a
0: serious heel faction again. That'd be cool.
1: Whatever he does, I want it to be dark and I want it to be heel. Yes. Um, and that the the fiend stuff is just has a, the smell of shit on it. Don't touch that. You can't really be the super macabre like horror villain guy, because that's kind of what Malachi Black's doing. Like, you're not beating that entrance. No. Sorry. No. Not in a, it's just going to look like a knockoff of that. So, cult cult leader. That's... Yes. I want him to go back to that. I know it's something he's already did. Uh, he's already done, but it doesn't smell like shit, and you can twist that, make it darker, make it realer. Um, I know you don't really want to necessarily replace Brody Lee, but I don't really see. Another option. He's a very creative guy. He might have something else. But my cold bluntness is, I don't care if I ever see him hit a move in a ring again. Yeah. Because I didn't think he was that impressive in that part. He wasn't bad. Yeah. But it's not like it was like, oh, he's like Daniel Bryan. Like, what's he going to do next? Right. Yeah. He had a very set. He had a very unique move set, but it was a very limited move set. And it seemed like he got injured a lot. So maybe just Mm -hmm. hang up the... Yeah. Wrestling boots for cult leader, yeah. sick manager. You
0: know, there was a there was a rumor that he was going to go to Hollywood. Like his his. I'd be cool with that, yeah, that too. Super Hollywood uh, focus, and you
1: don't even have to friggin' put him on screen. Just yeah. let him write. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: just lock him in a room for a few weeks and see what he comes up with. But I say this, I am going to take a piece of what you said because it already was in my brain. I want to see Rotunda come in as like. Uh, something evil this way comes very like a preacher carnival barker I like that kind of like I like preacher yeah like something like that comes to town and gets people to be on his side and what two things work the best besides preachers and carnival barkers but let's go with preacher so rotunda comes out as a preacher looking clean cut but there's weird little ominous pieces to him like his fingernails are painted black or he has just a hint of like dark makeup, just something to offset the wholesomeness of a preacher, and he would be an impact. Only because at this point, impact I believe has more of the ability to work in other promotions, even more so than AEW, because Impact's really trying to get out there. What I'd like to see here is I want to see him get pushed into something against like uh, Callahan yeah. or. You would see him just start to, like, convert people. Eric Young, maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh dude. Yeah, taking on people like I want. Yeah, like Eric Young. Like he, he's like I'm the bass motherfucker on the block. And then you, you know, Rotunda's character's like, well, it, it sounds like we need to bless you, birth you in the fire. So let's find out how we can do that together at the insert pay per view here. And then he just has those very abrupt, concise, violent move sets. And he just like slowly picks off those people, and he wants to save them or purify them. I think that'd be really cool because he could sell that. Um, I'd love to see. Yeah. So preacher impact Callahan.
1: I also think like a voodoo priest would be really cool. Like, that'd be sick. Almost like um, Papa Shango. Papa Shango, but good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'd be oh, that'd be really cool. Because I was just yeah. thinking
1: like he does that bayou accent really well. Mm. So like, yeah. Let him do
0: it. Oh yeah. It'd be kind of cool, too, if he did, like, the mortuary thing and he was kind of, like, using the tall man shit. Like, boy! <laughs> It'd be cool. Like You just want somebody to use that so bad. I really do. <laughs> and I want them to do it where it doesn't feel weird. So, let's go ahead and flip the script and go to the brighter side of this and see what we can pull up with Adam Cole. So, Adam, Bashline, what do you hey. have for Adam Cole? <laughs> the
1: exact opposite of Bray Wyatt, okay. except for where I want him to go. AEW for this gentleman too but i want him in the title picture and nice. i want him at the top i want him winning he can lead a faction but i want him in the ring as much as possible because that's where he deserves to go i could see him maybe especially if omega wants to take some time off taking over the head role in the elite would be really cool i don't want to see him getting buried down in it like yeah with gallows and anderson but yeah um if you can get him as the leader or the co-lead of the elite, that would be sweet. Um, and that, uh, yeah, I don't know. Get him in there against Daniel Bryan. Get him in there against CM Punk. Yeah. Um, get him in there against Darby Allen. Like that'd be a great match, sick matches. Yeah,
0: I am going to say keep him who he is.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. you don't have to change. A don't character
0: change the character. Put him in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Have him team up with Tama Tonga. Reestablish a, a good Bullet Club, and then invade oh. AEW. And take out the elite one at a time.
1: Yeah, get the Gorillas of Destiny and get like Jay yep. White.
0: Yeah, go yeah. over to Impact, yeah, get yeah, Jay yeah, White yeah. and Chris yeah, Bay because yeah. Chris Bay is being recruited. You get the new Bullet Club and you come over and you just decimate the elite. Oh, I think that'd be a really cool. You could almost go Survivor Series with that one. You win. <laughs> <laughs> Baby! <laughs> So, I'm going to ride this victory into the break, Adam. So, we are going to take a quick break for some ads. And we love them. They love us. We support them. They support us. And if you support them, then you support us. And when you support us, we bring you some really cool stuff. So, we are back on the other side with some fun stuff. So, until then,
1: bye. My head's spinning. <laughs> <laughs> you said that really quick and really smooth.
0: I know what you're thinking right now. How do I get the downstairs hair care I need to impress my partner? Well, the boys have a little something for you.
1: That's right, you can take your grooming to the next level with the flagship of Smooth My Balls, the Turf Chopper 3.0. This pube-destroying trimmer uses stainless steel ceramic blade with micro-sized teeth to ensure you're covered by no scrape technology.
0: Yep, no cuts, no nicks, no bumps, no hair pulls, and no mishaps. And when those pubes go a-flying, you can call in the backups, the Pube Muncher 1.0, and SACMAT to ensure cleanup is a breeze. All these devices can be used in wet or dry conditions, and they're compact for easy travel storage and have fast charging technology.
1: Right now, our listeners can save 15% on their entire order by using our link, smoothmyballs.com dwtb. That includes free shipping to the U.S.,
0: that's right. So head on over to SmoothMyBalls.com slash dwtb and tell them the boy sent you. Welcome back. Hopefully you heard something that you like. Because when you support them, you support us. And when you support us, we can bring you some pretty cool stuff. So, as always, you know I'm down for throwing some stuff out into the Twitterverse. So I threw out one question this time because... I already kind of knew the answer to this one, but you guys didn't, uh, you guys didn't hold back your hatred. So would you put Jubilee on your ultimate superhero squad? 25% of you said yes. And an overwhelming 75% of you said no. I also got some private messages about, could you pick a lamer superhero? And then someone messaged us like, cause I put the audiogram out. Like, is that jizz coming out of her hands? Yeah. <laughs> So I responded
1: to that person. <laughs> and then the, the same person asked if they, uh, if she was a part of Captain Planet's little <laughs> tree Earth. tree huggers. And I was like, Wind. nope. Actually part of the X-Men, which <laughs> is why I hate her. Hurt. She <laughs> ruined my favorites.
0: So, yeah, Jubilee, you couldn't get on ours and you can't get on our fans. Except for like a few
1: choices. 25% of our fans, mm-hmm. which, uh, I mean, I understand. Some of you guys are disturbed like us. Yeah. So that's fine.
0: There's reasons why you like that. You probably like the newer versions of Jubilee, so I, I kind I of get it.
1: To. The one you posted on Instagram is the one I remember.
0: That's the yeah. one that I know, and that's the one that I hate. <laughs> so, Adam, we are in round two, and we are in National IPA Day. So I have to know, what other delicious treat did you bring for us to have during the podcast?
1: We have another one from Pittsburgh. This one's coming from Hop Farm Brewing Company. It's on... Butler Street in Lawrenceville, PA. Actually, not super far. It's on the side of Lawrenceville near East End. You could hit both of these in a on a Saturday for sure, Thanks. and then hit Couch because you pass that. It's right in the middle. Yep. <laughs> so, hit uh, hit all of our buddies out there. Um, but Hop Farm was uh, started over ten years ago. East End also a classic craft brewery. It's one of the oldest. Yep. It might even be older than Hop Farm. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but they are very. Kind of like farm-to-table with their food on the menu at Hop Farm and with their beer. They, they do a lot of local, a lot of organic, a lot of, I mean, the Hop Farm thing, they live it. It's a lot of farms yep. and a lot of local farms. So, And delicious beer. I, I've never had a stinker from them. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a great, a great team of brewers there, a great front of house there. Really cool, clean menu um, if you want some good food. So, yeah, go check them out. But today from them we have the... Small Crop Session IPA. So this is uh, a single hopped, another single hopped mm-hmm. IPA for us. I did not plan that out.
0: Didn't plan it, but I, you know what? I'm glad you did. Because a good IPA for me, I do like the night. I, I, I favor Smash, and I kind of feel like this is going to kind of crest towards that.
1: So this one is single hopped with Mosaic. Ooh. So. Last one was Citra. This one's Mosaic. And you noticed on the can there's a little bit of lactose. I did,
0: yeah. Contains lactose. So it's going to be a little bit of a haze to it. Well, do you want me to pop it? Yeah, go ahead and pop it. And I'll let everybody know if you want to find out what's going on with Hop Farm. All you got to do is search them out, Hop Farm Brewing, on all social media. I believe they also have a Facebook page. Uh, They're on Untapped, and you can see their tap list at any given time. Uh, They have hours throughout the week. And if you go on their Instagram page, I do believe they have their schedule up for their food truck menus. Uh, They are a fantastic spot for their in-house kitchen, but they also bring some local flair around with the food trucks. And I'm a food truck junkie. So thank you, Hop Farm. Really appreciate what you're doing.
1: One more plug. I also think they list their current beer and food menu on hopfarmbrewingco.com.
0: Wonderful! It's, there's I love it when a brewery has a, a nice up to date uh, website because I want to navigate through some stuff and I want to see like Recon did that. Recon had a full menu up for me to see and I I really really appreciate that. So I'm just gonna say pouring this pouring this bad boy. Um, it's got a good funk to it. Um, it's you could definitely see the haze in it. There's a little bit of a haze. I guess it's some.
1: just as hazy as uh yeah. The green giant, then, really too, not too crazy. I mean, for for their, them disclosing, there's lactose. Yeah, it's uh, it's not super present. I think there's very just subtle. enough lactose in it to kind of brighten up the mosaic hops. And again, yeah. we did not buy this from the brewery. We bought this from a beer distributor. Yeah, so maybe that haze fell out sitting on the shelf. Possibly. Um, but the hop character is still really strong. So I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I, it's very delicious for a session.
0: Absolutely. Uh, usually, sessions are a little little tame and it's supposed to be like an all day. And then the AVVs on it's like a 4.2 or something like that. So it's not too high.
1: Correct. 4.2. Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, I'm just good memory. Good memory for days. Been drinking a lot of bangs. Uh, I stole it off of you. You've been drinking bangs. No, I stole it off you. You introduced oh, yeah?
1: me to it the last time we did an in person. And right. uh, yeah, you brought yeah. me one of the Miami Colas and I'm a hook.
0: Yeah, dude. It's, it's like brain and body fuel. I'm like, we'll be the judge of that. And then I'm remembering everything.
1: <laughs> so I've been looking it up. And apparently the best flavor is the champagne one.
0: That's so if, you, champagne if one? you
1: ever bump into it, grab me. Again, I got you. And I'll do the same for
0: you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Because I love the champagne of beers. I'm pretty sure I love the champagne of bangs. So, Adam, we are over here sipping on some delicious brews. Because We announced the two beers we're drinking on the mics, but we also have tons of side beers as we're going through this. We like a little bit of ham-hams. We like a little bit of PBRs to kind of chase everything around. Sometimes we'll throw some crafts in there. But if it's one thing I know about you and I, we have some similarities in the beers that we like. and That's why we get along when we're drinking at at the breweries and whatnot. But I also know that we have some major differences in what we like. Um, You know me and I know you. But one thing I also know is I love arguing with you. (laughs) So uh, what I want to do right now is I want to challenge you to the Mount Rushmore of beer styles. These are your personal favorites. And we're going to pick, of course, the eight combined that we love to whittle it down to four. And then maybe we find a day where we can just run through the four and bring the are what we believe is the best of each style. I like and that. We can duke it out. I
1: like this. I okay. Like
0: this. So I believe.
1: And that final four, I feel like we should act like it's the only beers we would be able to drink for the rest of our lives. So take it, we'll take it very take seriously. Take it very seriously. And I think we can get as specific as we want, but if you like like a peach sour, we'll just go with fruited sour on, yeah. the, uh, on anything with fruit. Like let's not get okay too down in the weeds on what fruit. You can explain what fruit you like the best yes. in those beers. But I think we have enough styles. We don't have to go that specific on that that okay. one.
0: Okay. Yeah, I Just like that. Fair. I don't cool. even know if
1: either of us are going to have fruited anything. I we'll don't. See.
0: I don't know because the thing is, like, I feel like you and I have both gone to the point where like we're moving away from things that have a lot of uh, sugar in them because they give us heartburn. We're old.
1: Except for my number one pick, coming from the soccer mom <laughs> band, Blue <Moon>. Oh, you <laughs> fucking bastard! You took my first round pick. And again, we will not be picking Bloomin'. We are picking beer styles, not beer brands, not breweries or anything. That'll be a whole other thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. But the challenge is thrown down, and I'm trying to remember who the hell goes first. I think. I think I go first. Who
1: picked first in the video games? I picked Doom. You
0: picked. You went first. You picked Doom, Doom, and I picked Mortal Kombat. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I picked first. So I can doing a lot of strategy here and i could <laughs> i could blow up your first round pick
1: i think we only know each other's number one after I number one i'm,
0: I'm kind of yeah. clueless yeah so i'm gonna stay true to my heart and i'm not gonna steal your first round pick i know what your first round pick is i know that so i'm not gonna do this to you so my first round pick the thing that i love the most the thing that i grab no matter what time of year it is coffee stouts yeah. Always coffee stouts.
1: <laughs> yeah, I knew you were number one too, so I was oh, taking yeah. it right back.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. So, coffee stouts through and through. The roastier, the better. I want this thing to burn. I want it to be an imperial, a single. It could be thin. It could be thick. It could be creamy. It could be a nitro. I don't care. Make it coffee stout. And I love it. Shout out to Triple Shakes. <laughs> love yeah, you.
1: I can't argue with your number one pick because if I'm not drinking beer, I'm drinking coffee. So, and I do love stouts, so I really like coffee stouts. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, no disagreement for me. No so. disagreement on that one, and I can only assume what yours is going to be. And I, I just want to—I just want to see your face when you say it, when it, you say goes. Uh, it is. <laughs> it is National IPA Day. Yes.
1: Um, so no mystery. My favorite craft beer style is the West Coast IPA. Yes.
0: Uh, if, if it's anything I about you, want to take those hazy's?
1: Go ahead. Yes. West Coast is my go-to. Um, little back, little little thing to make you feel a little emotional about this. Yeah. I'm having the worst day of my life, feeling like a downtrodden piece of shit. I can get some wings or some tacos mm. and a good cold. And I'm saying cold. You craft beer nerds that say you're gonna have it at 37.8 yeah. degrees, <laughs> ice fucking cold. Yep. West Coast IPA. And my life feels better again. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: There's something about, especially a spicy wing.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It has to be a spicy wing or spicy tacos.
0: Oh, such a good pairing. Yes. Or
1: even like a good spicy Asian dish, like a spicy Thai. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Anything spicy. and Ice, ice cold IPA.
0: I love that. Yes. So. Again, these are interchangeable for us. I feel like if I were to pick West Coast, you could pick coffee, stouts, and vice versa. This
1: absolutely yeah. what would happen.
0: So, and you're right. This is where we're going to start to differentiate from one another, I think, drastically. It's going to be kind of weird because my first round pick is very dark. And it comes with a lot of maltiness and roastiness. But I also really enjoy some lighter fare. So with my second round pick, I'm going to put pick a German-style beer, and I'm gonna pick a Kolsch. I love a clean flavored Kolsch. A good Kolsch, nice and crisp on a summer or fall day goes with anything. I've had it in my I've had a Kolsch at Oktoberfest and I've had a Kolsch during a baseball game. And you know what? They're refreshing at all times.
1: You mofo. Well, you took one off my list, but I don't it wasn't I do love a good cold. Yes, that's uh, that's a good one. Yeah. So maybe a little surprising for my second one would be my second
0: good Smoogie. Yeah. <laughs> Is it one of those four <laughs> fifty? Can I just get a
1: lactose seltzer? <laughs> Can you just put
0: jizz in a seltzer for me and just call it? Mm, that's good. Jubilee, <laughs> get over here. We need you.
1: Holy shit! Okay, I would say my second favorite beer style. It's a really weird one. That's okay. But every time it's on a menu somewhere, I get it. Yeah. Go with an English Special Bitter.
0: Wow! Yeah. So
1: kind of dark in the mold, yeah. but light, light in the body. Usually, still a bitter boy. I like my bitters. Yes. Um, yeah, I gotta go with.
0: Gotta Nothing with wrong that. with that, man. Especially oh. when you it's done right and it has the has a bitey bitter yes to separate those words as best as i can with some enunciation a bitey bitter is what i want i kind of want to attack my taste buds on the first two sips and then
1: you don't see esbs a lot but two of the breweries i frequent a lot one because they're good two because they're close to my house 412 and abjuration both put out killer esbs this year the
0: abjuration esb is a knockout they do it exactly how i want it to be done uh Yeah, huge shout-out to Abjuration for your ESB game. It is on point. So. On to round three. Round
1: three. Now. I think I'm going to
0: start clapping back at you here. You're going to find some clap back here, but only after I decide to shut the door on you. Because I like to go with a classic, classic brew. Something that most breweries try to do well, but only some can do the right way. And when it's done right, it's amazing. When it's done wrong... Bullshit. A classic brown ale.
1: Wow. Did not see that coming.
0: I Ah. like the maltiness, the caramel. The low I like a lower ABV, a little thin, but I want that thing to have that maltiness to it. I like caramel notes. And I just like it because it's a seasonal thing, kind of, but it kind of goes back to I like the coffee stouts because of the roastiness, mm. and I enjoy the brown ales because of the maltiness.
1: Yeah, they kind of, some of them come off chocolatey or yes. hazelnutty almost. And
0: they can oh, have, they, if yeah. you want them adjuncty, you can get them adjuncty. If you want them classic brown, you get them classic brown. But it's high risk, high reward.
1: For sure. You're right. A yes. few people do them Correct. correctly, and the ones that... There's two that pop to mind. I know we're not playing favorite breweries or anything. But there's a, good- a local one that does a great one. Yeah. And there's a widely distributed one. Bells. That's US. No. Bells isn't yes. bad though. But I'm thinking of Cigar City Maduro.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> dude. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh yeah.
1: And and then the local is uh Helltown, Mischievous Brown. Oh,
0: the Mischievous yeah. Brown's a fantastic one. Yeah. Uh I was gonna say I'm so amazed by that cigar city can have a massively distributed uh, brown ale that's consistently good. That's a hard thing to do. And
1: there's, I like theirs because I mean, I'm more of a stout fan. Like, so if I'm if there's a brown ale on the menu and a stout, I'm just gonna get the stout. Typically, yeah. at, at any place, right? The Maduro is nice because it's got a really thick body to it, mm-hmm. but uh, low ABV, right. like five, I think five percent, which is so perfect.
0: Yes, yeah. it's,
1: it's kind of nice after yeah. I've had. Too many
0: stouts. Exactly. Like, yeah. You can you can like downshift a little bit and work your way back to like some sessions or something if you a wanted little, to. Yeah, a little yeah. Bit. So Adam, what you got, man? Where's so, your clap back? This is gonna be
1: a weird one, and you might have some follow up questions for Possibly. me about it because it's not something yeah. I would think you would expect.
0: Okay. Um,
1: but I like, and I'm not gonna even say a country because it's done well in Europe, it's done well in America, but a traditional sour ale.
0: Oh, do you know you just actually took my? (laughs) Not a
1: fruited sour, not a lactose sour,
0: just a regular. You can
1: see through it. Yep, but it's tart sour beer.
0: As weird as it is, a crispy sour. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. That almost, I would venture to say, a traditional like kettle
1: sour. No. 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 no, No? I want it just straight
0: traditional. I want it done traditionally,
1: and uh, almost leaning. No, that's yeah. No, that's it. I'm sticking with that. Yep.
0: State right sour. So what's your what's your favorite one?
1: I just had the best one I've ever had in Pennsylvania. Oh yeah? And it was at Roy Pitts Brewing in <laughs> Letterkenny PA Hell which yeah. is near Chambersburg. Okay. It's technically Chambersburg PA. Okay. In Letterkenny Township. Nice. Um and they had one called Sour Hound. Ooh. And okay. it was phenomenal. They have it classified as an American sour ale. I wanted to see what they called theirs because it does go off that european sour note and uh phenomenal
0: wonderful yet yeah, that's you know what I didn't have many follow up questions for you because that was literally my next pick but that's okay. And
1: that literally just outstretched a traditional Goza for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do like just a traditional tart boy.
0: I would definitely tart. say a traditional Goza would, would definitely like – you're right. It would definitely rival that. But I'm not going to put that up here because, Adam, the one thing you know about me is I love the fall. I love things that – Flannel, I love pumpkins, I love Halloween, I love all these things. And the one thing I truly do love that comes out, and some brews do it very well, is a, a very nice Oktoberfest. Oh, thank
1: God! I thought you were gonna say pumpkin.
0: No, you know. for Christ's sake, oh, you can
1: run out to any beer distributor and right get them now, now,
0: now, yeah, right now. No, I love Oktoberfest beers because they have that nice, like, spiciness to them, but it's not overly done. It's uh, and more often than not, it's a it's a traditional I, like ABV, not too crazy, and you could, dude, nothing like go into a good old tent fest and get one of those big ass fucking steins of that thing, getting a good sipper around a, a campfire and shooting the shit. I use it for my fourth round pick because if I look at my other picks here, it doesn't really rival those ones. But if I'm in the season and I'm feeling kind of like the queen of Halloween, like I know that I am. I want an Oktoberfest beer.
1: Not my favorite. I I'll try one at every brewery I go to. And I, I know for the style if it's good or not, but I'm only getting one. It doesn't matter how good it is. It's just so malty for me, it it bloats me up and I'm just
0: I think that's ow. why I like it.
1: It's probably why you, you do you are more of a malty boy Yes,
0: than I, am, so. I do like the malt. So you gotta wrap this thing it's up. It's really man. hard. Like
1: it's really hard to argue any of these. Like br- I mean I definitely wouldn't put Brown or First in my final, but i, I, right. I got to make my eighth pick first.
0: I know. You're, you're, you're doing the right thing and here.
1: Between two, one, they're both kind of crispy boys, but one's the, like the original hazy boy.
0: Are you going to pick Genesee Cream Ale?
1: That's one of them. Not Jenny Cream Ale, just Cremale. I'm sorry. You motherfucker. <laughs> um, Is it really Ales? So I'm between Cream Ale Mexican Lager, and... Hefeweizen, which is like the original hazy. Yeah. It's kind of a crispy boy. Uh,
0: Those are three solid picks. I'm going cream ale. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not dude. Sorry that I blew that up for a second. No but, knock
1: on Jenny. No, no, um, no, because I do Jenny. like their cream ale, yeah. but some of the craft cream males you can get.
0: Delicious. Especially
1: around here yeah. in Pittsburgh. Always pumping our breweries here. Um, Yeah. I like your cream ale. Good cream ale, man. It's right behind a Kolsch. Like, yep. you already took Kolsch. Um, which is probably just edging out my number one. but
0: yeah, I would say, too, with a cream ale, you have the availability to get a slight bit adjuncty with it. So if you want, like we did one, with we, we conditioned it with Twinkies. Yes. So you can you can play with it a little more, which makes it a little more versatile. Yeah, because
1: it's already got, you, so there's corn in it, which right. like makes a difference. So it's already adjuncty in your base recipe. So you can play off that sweetness. I've had a bunch with peppers in it oh yeah um which is good like a cream out a jalapeno cream ale is excellent lincoln avenue looking at you yeah <laughs> um
0: congratulations on two years by the way
1: but again a lot of a lot of breweries around here when they throw a cream ale out it's good I'm, yeah i mean i think i've had one from everybody that's put one yeah. out and never disappointed
0: i would say my the one of the very first ones i had um around my area connie creek has a great cream ale the yes. ccsl yes they do Yep, fantastic So sorry to blow up your eighth. I I almost took your first round pick and I blew up your eighth (laughs) round. pick. So
1: that's what what I do right
0: now. (laughs) That's what I'm doing. So Adam, we have some delicious beer styles on the board here and we're picking for a future episode here where we're going to go head to head on these styles. And you're right. We got to pick these things like we're lost at sea and we only get cases of this shit delivered to us to survive. So, Adam, because I took responsibility <laughs> for my actions and said I stole and ruined your fourth round pick, I'm going to give you an uncontested number one.
1: Oh, uncontested? Uncontested.
0: You can do whatever you want. Um, uncontested. Un- See, my
1: thing is if I'm going to try to bring the best of the best to the. To a future episode, ESBs are really hard to find. It is. sir so traditional sours.
0: Shit. Uh-huh. We might have to go into some Tavor shit. <laughs>
1: I mean, I got to think about it. So throw my West Coast in there.
0: Okay. So West Coast IPAs take the... Not,
1: not that if I put it in the third spot, I don't think you'd argue against it. Not them. at all. I, I don't really yeah. know what else to argue
0: up. So, of course, you know I'm going to go coffee stouts with my first selection because... The beautiful thing about coffee styles, they're always in abundance. You can get it from different places, and you know I have my favorite. I have two of them in my beer fridge right now, and you know when I bring the ch- 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 triple shakes to this podcast, you better be bringing some fire.
1: So wait, so we're each bringing one of the best of the style?
0: Yeah, man, we're going to uh, go ahead. We're I going. got one in my
1: fridge for the coffee stuff. We're right. going head to head. I got man. a coffee stuff for you. motherfucker. I'm not <laughs> arguing with that because I think I can take that round.
0: Uh, we're going to fight it out, man. We'll see what happens. So what you got, man?
1: Oh, it's going to be so hard to find a traditional sour. In the sea. <laughs> for both of
0: us. Yes, like, very much so.
1: Oh, I love them so much. I should have got cans of that when I was out. in <laughs> <Chambersburg>. <laughs> 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 Oh, fuck. I can't think of anybody that does a traditional sour in this city.
0: No. I haven't seen one.
1: It, ESBs are... It's getting to that season, but it's not quite ESB yes. season either. It's more like late fall, winter. We're fuck.
0: getting into that time of the year, though, to like that September, mid-September, where all these styles will be in play.
1: Fuck it. I'm going to try to find a really good one, and I want to see what you pull out of your ass. Traditional sour is oh, my, my, is my God. vote for number three. cream actually cream ale might be hard to find by the time we get around to it too yeah man that's more of a summer
0: it certainly is summer beer so i gotta figure out what to do here um so
1: i I do have an idea for traditional sour i don't know if the brewery i'm thinking of will
0: have any okay okay um oh man so i think by the time we do this we're gonna be into spooky season
1: yeah, I don't think you'll have a t- trouble finding one of your styles. Well, yeah. Two of your styles, Kolsch might be a
0: little. Colch is tough, and here's the thing.
1: Not saying it shouldn't be on the no. freaking final Mount Rushmore cuz I fucking
0: love It's amazing. Shout out the New Country by the way. That's my favorite one. I love I love New Country. Uh, so Oh, North Country, I'm sorry. Uh so uh okay. Hear me out. Because I believe this one is difficult only in approach, brown ale.
1: I already showed my hand with, with which one. I know. To
0: bring in. <laughs> I know, and that's because I don't know where I'm going to find an ESB, and there's no way I'm going to find a Kolsch that's been canned freshly. Um, Cremales could still be in play. I feel
1: bad on this Mount Rushmore. I would say all eight make our Mount Rushmore, but now we're power playing for a future episode. We are.
0: (laughs) We really are. I'm trying to.
1: I like, I like that
0: though. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Let's do Brownells then.
1: Yeah. I almost think we should just agree to bring the two to the table and sip them blind.
0: Yes. Do we
1: agree? Those are like the two best on each of our
0: lists. Absolutely.
1: So one of like, just so we don't both bring the same Helltown.
0: Yeah. So someone one of us gets Scar City, so one yeah. someone gets Helltown. Okay, yeah, let's do that. We'll, we'll
1: rock paper scissors for who brings what on that round.
0: Okay, yeah, all right, man. So we went through so our eight here. So hear us out on this one. Everything we picked here are bangers, and right now you can run out and get. I think almost all of these for Oktoberfest right now. Um, I
1: completely disagree with Brownale taking over a lot of these, but of yeah.
0: course. Of course, I'm the same way, because I'd love to see Kolsch's on here. The
1: only one Brown Ale actually beats out
0: for me on the list. Not
1: talking shit, but it beats October It does,
0: <laughs> which is why I ranked it higher.
1: Or Marzen, if you're
0: it's a Mar traditional- Yeah, Marzen, whatever you want to say.
1: you traditionalists that are serving it at 37.8. <sighs>
0: it's got sticks in it. Drink up, pussy. So... <laughs> So we went from Coffee Stouts, West Coast IPAs, Colch's, ESB's, Brown Ales, Traditional Sours, Oktoberfest, Cream Ales, and we whittled it down to West Coast IPAs, Coffee Stouts, Traditional Sours, and wrapping it up here, not because it's the best on the list, but it's the best for a showdown, Brown Ales. And Adam, I challenge you to a future episode of each one of these beers where we bring in our favorites and we blind taste them. Sounds good to me. All right. Fantastic. So we always put it out to our listeners. We ask you for your questions, comments, and whatevs, and your emails. So you guys fired out some pretty cool questions for us. So we're going to knock these out real quick and see what we can bring to your attention. So I kind of dropped them before. Name dropped them. So kind of gave it away. But do you guys use any beer shipping like Tavor? And is it worth it?
1: Yeah. I, I used Tavor and my rights got taken away from me by my wife so now she uses the Tavor because I was ordering incessantly um but I have nothing bad to say about them um love love what they're doing Uh, I think they package well and have have a great selection on that website um my only tip if you're going to use Tavor is it's flat rate shipping no matter how much comes in your crate and they have like predetermined shipping dates for you but you can always push them back So uh, what we always do is we get any dark, like any high ABV stout or dark beer uh, that'll sell her well. You can order at any time. But if you think you're going to extend into a large order uh, for the shipping purposes, I would save, unless you really want it, I would save like your hoppies and your sours and those things that should be drank fresh. Mm -hmm. Um, Save those till right before you're going to close your crate. Just a little... Pro tip or a hack, as you will. Um,
0: yeah, I agree with but that. Yeah, love it. Yeah. And the, f- the cool thing, too, here is in the Jojatorium, when we're doing this, I get to actually face your your aging rack. Yeah. It's red right in eyesight like with me. And it's almost like I'm a ravenous animal when I look at it. I almost can't pay attention to you because I'm looking over there. <laughs> there's some mistakes on the show. Yeah, there are a couple mistakes, but there's some bangers over there. So yeah, uh, Tavor is on my list, but I also use Craft uh, Beer Kings because they could they do they're very heavy California and that's where I get like beer zombies and stuff like that. So oh, nice. And, and I do the yeah. same thing, and, and, but for them, they they do this thing where you buy four packs, so the cost goes up a little bit because you can't do individual cans. You kind of you have to buy it in fours or twos, so that gets a little pricey. Uh, and also too, you kind of have to roll the dice on whether or not you're going to like it. But, yeah, I think Wars is the best one, but I've used craft
1: beer Yeah, Yeah, Tabor has some of that, some like, that are like twos, threes, fours, yeah. sets, but typically it's one can. Yeah, You can buy up to six mm-hmm. yeah. of the typical the typical offerings. I was There's always say, some special stuff on
0: there. but I was going to say, too, Adam, so for a while there, you've been grabbing beers uh, from the Mix and Match at, down in Washington. Yes. And I'm happy to say this. My little Allegheny beverage has followed suit. There is a mix and match cold can case as soon as you walk in, and it has everything from Hitchhiker to Helltown and everything in between. So I'm very excited to see that kind of stuff happen. That way, I won't have to worry about Tavor as much anymore because Allegheny beverage is really good at bringing in stuff from all over the place. Especially
1: like in our busy season now, like the, the, the beer distributors that can bring in really local stuff and you can do that mix and match it's like thank you it's gold man i'm not getting out to every brewery i want to
0: right now at all like not even getting close and also too i don't mean to be disingenuous about this but i can't have a four pack of your 8.4 percent imperial sour fucking lemon heads like i don't want four of them but i I do want one i want one i want one I do four. So, speaking of wanting some shit, how about a fast food showdown, Adam? Best chicken sandwich right now. Go.
1: Popeyes. Spicy. Chicken sandwich.
0: Burger King. Chicken. Spicy. Burger King. The new one. Oh, the, the new the, one? The I haven't tried King. it yet. I haven't tried it yet. It's so, a, I'm not going to talk crap. It's a big boy. When they
1: used to put it on, like, the ridiculous-looking hoagie buns, and it was like, <laughs> yeah. the th- oh, my God, it was the worst. It was thing terrible. They so the new Manny's one's pretty on. good, huh? Oh, I love it, yeah.
0: Okay. It's really good. If you're in a pinch and you really want a fried chicken sammy, it's really good. Honorable mention, of course, too, is the Uncle Jamie sammy down at Gecko. Yeah, limited time only, so yeah. go get him. Yeah, hopefully it's still going now we the best about it. and
1: the healthiest.
0: Yeah. The, it's the best grilled option. I've Absolutely, had, yeah. For sure. And the IPA sauce is the shit. Oh, of course. So, Adam, uh if Jake Paul wins against Woodley, does he get to fight McGregor? No. No? Nope. Nope. I want Woodley to beat him near death. Yeah.
1: Make him hate his life. Yeah. Then, Jake. Oh, no, he is Jake. <laughs> Had a couple beers, folks. Yeah. Logan Paul takes him out to that suicide forest he likes to film in all the time. Oh, oh yeah. And find a nice, sturdy tree and bye-bye, Jake Paul. <laughs> Nobody
0: film it! <laughs> Nobody film no, it. No, go ahead and film it again, Logan, you <laughs> idiot. Because
1: then that ruins your career, too.
0: Yeah, I would love to see Tyron I just, Woodley just I hate beat the, the shit out of this guy.
1: I want to see at least a broken nose. At yeah. least a broken nose. Yeah. But not-
0: no, there's no way
1: no. he should fight McGregor No, <laughs> ever.
0: I, it's weird to say this because I think if you looked at Tyron Woodley and McGregor in an MMA match, I think Woodley could outclass McGregor right now. Uh,
1: but, I don't know about... I don't but in know a about right now. Boxing but, match? Well, especially
0: right now, man. McGregor has one leg. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I mean, right now, right now. But like, Beat him up. W-
1: Woodley hasn't been in the ring That's in the true. cage for a few yeah. years.
0: So I I would like to see. So if somehow Jake Paul can survive Woodley in the suicide forest and he gets to fight McGregor, I think McGregor like knocks his nose back into his brain. I think McGregor has a better stand up than he's giving him cred- credit for.
1: And Well, Andy's trained for boxing
0: once yeah.
1: before, at least for a high-profile fight It no. didn't look like complete clown shit.
0: no he held his own for the first like legitimately held his own for the first two rounds against the arguably the best boxer in the modern generation so
1: and i but, mean go ahead and come at me about jake paul taking i know he's taking it seriously and all that yeah. he's just a shit human being right so i yeah, I'm calling shit, shit. Yeah. That's, that's it. he's
0: a terrible person, and I hope Tyron Woodley ends his career in the ring. And if somehow he survives that, I hope McGregor comes in, gets a huge payday, and busts his head into his shoulders. A little trip into the forest. Yeah, a little trip into the forest. See ya. So we're not going into the forest. We're going into what we know. So Adam, I gotta know what's on tap and where can you find us.
1: So on tap, I'm just gonna announce the two we have on. Uh, we do have stuff upcoming, but I. Uh... I'll get to it in a little bit. We had a, a little bit of a shakeup with our brew fest. So I'm not sure what's going to be available on tap here in the next month until it hits taps. Because we might be taking them to festivals. So right now, all we have on is the Jason Sleeping Bag Toasted Marshmallow IPA at uh, 6%. And the Brutal Kitty, the Cherry Basil Blonde Green Tea Ale. Wow, that's a long, one. It's a bit. big mouthful. A big one, big one. <laughs> uh, at 4.9%, so our, our light summer beer for right now. Um, and we also have a little bit of the Pineapple Jalapeno uh, Triple IPA, the Retired Triple Agent, yes. coming in at 10.2%. So, on to the festivals. Yes. And the first one that we're pumping up right now, tickets available now, North Hills Home Brew Fest, Cheswick PA, the Shriner Center. Get your tickets now. We are, I do know what we're bringing. We're bringing Joe Genader, mm-hmm. which is fermenting right next to me right now. And we're bringing the Tortuga oh, yes. and Fuego that's going into kegs next weekend. Um, so they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Tried the Tortuga last night, flat and warm, and it tasted great. Yeah. So,
0: so I got to say, too, excited. I got an inside track on that, Shri- that Shriner Center thing. And I'm I'm telling you right now, I've already got a low ticket warning. There's oh, a low nice. ticket warning. You have to get in there now, and you have to get your ticket.
1: Get them now. Get them now. Yeah. It is the first one, and <laughs> without COVID cases are going. It, it might, might be, be the only them. one. <laughs> so grab them. It's an outdoor event. Should be plenty of space yeah. for everybody. It's a huge, huge look, uh, venue, and it's all outdoor, open air. So get your tickets now. But it's sh- it's, it's shady. It's it's beautiful. It's the best one. Yeah. Um, sadly, September 18th, Bruises and Bruises has been uh, postponed. Um, it still looks like it might be at the Green Tree Sports Plex. I think they're eyeballing March. Um so the September 18th event has been canceled. Refunds have been given for anybody that had tickets. We will not be there. Um we will be there when they yeah. reschedule it, though. So it it's in
0: March my birthday too.
1: Oh yeah, look at that. Uh so next right now we have uh September 19th Homebrew and Show at the All Saints Brewing Company in Greensburg PA. Uh, no idea what we're taking there. We, we had it planned out, uh, along with the wrestling fest, but now we're kind of open to do whatever we want. So, uh, we'll be letting you know in a, in a few weeks here, what we're taking there. Uh, November 6th, drink the cookie table at spirit, uh, in Lawrenceville. That's the dessert beer fest. Uh, a lot of cool out of town breweries coming as well as some local favorites. Um, that's, that's our next one we're doing with some pro breweries involved. So come check it out. We're, we're one of the few home at that event. I would love to see you there. Tickets are on sale for that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as uh forgot to mention, but Humber and Chill and Greensburg, those tickets are on sale yes. too. So grab them up. Uh, and then November 13th, the last thing we have scheduled for right now is uh, First Hit Brew Box presents the Hopster Heroes event. Uh, tickets not on sale yet. Location still being worked out, but will be announced soon, I believe, as of recording. I think we're going to find out about a venue here any day now. Yeah. Um, and then we have something in the works Uh, On the fringe for October, but, again, not going to announce it until it hits the public and we make sure it's happening.
0: So get your tickets right now, 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 by following us at bash underscore brew for all the brew news on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find out where we're going to be because we have nice calendars up. And as always, if you want to know what's happening with the boys, you can follow us at Decay and WTV on all social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can continue to send in your questions, comments, whatevs, and emails to us at decayingwtv at gmail.com. We look forward to seeing all of you guys at these events. Hopefully, everything holds off and we get to see your lovely faces. Um, But always stay in touch with us, and we have great things planned for you guys. So, until next time, cheers.
1: Cheers. We done, boys. We done, boys. (laughs)